Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode number 79. And today we're going to be talking about the uh, July 25th, 1985 disappearances of uh, Rosalind uh, Abel and uh, Fawn Abel. Uh, kind of an interesting story. Uh, I read this a while, time back in uh, a, a newspaper article, and I thought it might be something uh, to, to go over a little bit, uh, because it is a kind of a really unique disappearance. Um, it kind of brings me back to the uh, Carol and Rish for the Gone Girl disappearance. Uh, it has several similarities. And as we all know, in Joan Rish's case, uh, Joan Rish wasn't a victim of any crime. She had staged it, although people believe different. Uh, the physical evidence shows otherwise. Um, <clears throat> so, basically on June, uh, excuse me, July 25th of 1985, the two sisters, uh, Rosalind Fawn Abel, 18 and 15, uh, left their, ho- their home. Uh, it was at, the way the article says, it says 59th Street. It was actually the 7,000th block of Mine Street in Rockwell, and that is located in Bethany, Oklahoma. Uh, Their brother, Otto Abel Jr., which threw some red flags up, you know, while, uh, and once we get to this part, I'll I'll show you where the red flags pop up, Uh, said that he had heard his uh, sister talking about leaving that afternoon um, to go look for jobs. And it basically, it says this was the last time they had ever been seen. And their uh, whereabouts today is not known. <clears throat> um, like several other uh, individuals that had gone missing at that time, um, up until recently, uh, neither one was on the uh, uh, any of the missing uh, missing um, websites. Uh, basically, what it had here was uh, Rosalind Abel uh, and Fawn Abel. Fawn Abel was uh, a uh, consistent, you know, uh, a chronic runaway, so they they just added her up as to a runaway. Uh, her sister, uh, Rosalind, was 18, so they figured, oh, she was an adult, so whatever. The interesting thing about that is in a case where two individuals disappear, regardless of one's a habitual runaway and the other one's an adult, um, one would think that there would be some uh, suspicion involved, or one would pick up note some type of suspicion because, okay, so if one runs away, <clears throat> that's one thing. If the other one's an adult, that's a, one, another thing. But when both things happen at the same time, that might be... Uh, um, would make some people suspicious. Um, it was funny because, like I said, they had um, uh, Fawn, the younger 15-year-old, was classified as a runaway for several years after after their, uh, her, both of their disappearances. Family, uh, friends informed authority that the girls would usually hitchhike, which was uh, why they believe foul play may have been involved. That's a good possibility. I mean, I wouldn't take that off the I wouldn't take that off the table. Um, 
but it was very common back then, uh, you know, probably up until, you know, the late 80s, maybe in the early 90s, uh, you know, the situation with people running away, uh, younger people running away, uh, was not that uncommon. As a matter of fact, in the 60s and 70s, and even before that, it wasn't unusual for kids to go over their friend's house and not show up for three or four days. Um, and it wasn't ever thought of a major concern. But with today's standards, you know, things that go on, it's a little weird. Uh, both of these females were, uh, one was 5'5", five five, one was about 4'11". They are both very small. One was about 90 pounds, one was 100 pounds. Um, <clears throat> an oddity. And here, here, here we come with Brother Otto. Uh, in 2010, uh, the Brotherhood called um, the Bethany Police Department and asked if someone uh, questioned about the case. He asked about the case, and he asked whether any bones had been unearthed at the uh, Stitchcombe Wildlife Refuge off of Interstate 66. Okay, that would kind of, you know, raise a lot of red flags. Like, okay, why are you asking me this about a specific uh, location in a wildlife refuge? Uh, did you hear this from somebody? Are you just fishing around for information to see how close they are to throwing your ass in jail? And by the way, Otto, you were the last person to see your your two sisters alive. So we don't even know, if, honestly, if the sisters had actually made it out of the house. Um, as I, I read farther down, there, um, the father uh, apparently had molested some of the family uh, females in the family, which is, um, you know, let's face it, it happened a lot back then. Um, I think that now both of the females uh, are officially out there. on the uh, lost Bethany Police Department has uh, two posters for, you know, identifying them as missing. Uh, one of the lieutenants, uh, apparently they had, what they had done was they had swabbed the brother and another relative. Uh, they had sent the uh, DNA uh Swabs to the University of uh, Northern Texas, and uh, they are now in the process of comparing them to any um, remains that may have been uh, found. Um, it says Abel's half sister accuses uh, father slash Otto of the crime. Um, let's just see what it says here. Two weeks before the girls went missing, uh, Rosalind, the older one, and I had talked. I had talked to her on the phone. She said, "Don't be surprised if you find me on your front uh, doorstep, or you know, I, or on your doorstep." I, I uh, let me see. 
I told her that would be great because my apartment uh, will be ready in two weeks, and you know you guys are can come can come down anytime. Um, so again, you know there's some pre some premeditation that suggests a runaway. Um, you know, and it's not uncommon. Let's face it; it happens all the time. Um, so, but the older sister, Lori, this is the same one, informed authorities that in 1963, she and her older sister, Heather, had been uh, kidnapped by their father and brought forcibly to Oklahoma. Ro- Rosalind and Fawn were Lori and Heather's half-sisters. Same father, different mothers. Uh, she also talked about how she had been sexually abused by her father multiple times while Heather had been, uh, most have been verbally abused. So, see, we already have a, a lot of dysfunctioning stuff going on. Um, and there's a, um, a hyphenated statement here. Because of what happened to myself and Heather, I automatically suspect Otto because he was very evil. Very much a uh, blank, blank. I mean, he loved to, he loved girls and women. Uh, she added that her father had also um, forced her to invite over a 13-year-old friend who over to the house who he had uh, sexually assaulted. So we already know that this um, this guy was a whack. Um, despite the accusations and his behavior, he never questioned by police for his crime against Lori or uh, her friend. Um, okay, that brings up some suspicion. There was another guy that they suspected of the crime. And I just I just think from distance and, and uh, other factors and his name was uh, Royal Russell Long. Uh, but at the time of the disappearances, uh, he had been uh, he had actually been incarcerated in Wyoming, so. Um, but since then, uh, thirty-two is time for switching up. I can plan to step neither down. Neither of neither of the uh, girls have been found. Uh, something in this just makes me feel like they may have not been victims of foul play, just because I see some. Similarities between Joan Rich's disappearance. She disappeared uh, October 24th of 61 from Lincoln, Massachusetts. I just see some premeditation there. But then on the other, but on the other hand, I, I also see Otto or the father or both uh, possibly being involved. So. Uh, because nobody, nobody has had seen them out on the street. Nobody had seen them walking anywhere. So, you know, for now, we don't know if it, even if they had made it out of, off the property. So, with that being in mind, that's this is kind of a really bizarre case. I mean, if you want to look into it, look into it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot. I've only, you know, read three or four articles on it. I'm sure there's a lot more, uh, you know, to dig up. 
I don't know if Reddit had done anything on it. I, I by myself, you know, I read some articles from Reddit, but not too many because I'm always inundated with uh, material that's coming in from uh, people online. You know, they they send me a lot of stuff that I have to go through, and you know, they mail it to my house, and you know, I just have you know copious amounts of mail to go through. You know, over the day, plus you know, working and all of that stuff. So, um, but like I said, you know, um, you can you can catch me on Twitter. Uh, you can catch me on LinkedIn. So, if you want to send me anything or you want me to contact you, just you know, you can follow up with those two lines. You can leave me uh, you can leave me a, a notification or a message on. Uh, you know, Anchor FM Radio, and like I said, uh, if you get a chance, share the, you know, share some of these stories with your friends, uh, our, our listener base is, uh, growing pretty fast, so that's always a good thing, and I'd like to hear stuff from you, you guys, because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's cases that you guys have looked at and go, oh my god, you know, is this, is this real or not real? I think I think uh, episode 80, what we're going to do is we're going to... I did the Howard Stern episode where he was actually interviewing an individual. He wasn't sure if the guy was a serial killer or not. He, this guy claimed to be a serial killer. And by listening to the way he responded to things, uh, the change in his mood, his aggressiveness, yeah, there was no doubt that this, this man killed all prostitutes. Like he said, there was not, you know... Uh, Stern was joking around about it, but then again, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't expect people that haven't interrogated or interviewed people to, um, know the right questions to ask. It's, you know, that's just how, that's just how it is. But, uh, until our next episode, just remember if you're in a dark place, dark room, dark alleyway, or anywhere dark where you probably shouldn't be, one, ask yourself, what the hell are you doing there? And when you hear those footsteps coming up from behind you, you better know where the back door, the back window is, because if you don't, the only other option you have is to run and run like, run like hell. Until episode 80, I will talk to you then.